What's up, gamers? It is that time again. This is the Elite Gaming Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Lathan. And this is Lance. Phoning us in on Skype today because he decided he didn't want to come down to the studio, but that's okay. Ants, how's the line on your end? What? Huh? <laughs> you coming in okay on your side? Yeah. All right, fantastic. You're dropping up and down all those wonderful little bars there on the microphone meter, so we know we got you connected. Uh, so, we got a lot of things to cover today, gamers. I've been away for a little while, tweaking some things, making some adjustments, hoping to bring you some news and information that's actually going to be worth listening to. As if all of our stuff wasn't worth listening to, right? All I hear are the sounds of Mario. So much Mario. So, since we're listening to Mario on the other end... I'm sorry, Paper Jam came out yesterday, and I've been waiting for it since, well, I heard it was released in Japan. Alright, so talk to us about Paper Jam. What is Paper Jam? It's the next next RPG, or Mario RPG, after Dream Team for the 3DS. And it's not something that happens to your really cheap fax machine in a corporate office? No. Oh, come on, that was fun. No, the Paper Jam is the Paper Mario RPG series and the Mario Luigi RPG series cross it over. Do you know the uh, the Paper Mario RPGs that started on the N64? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. The, uh, it crossed over with the newer ones that have been going on. Like the star, I think it started with... Uh, Super Mario RPG went to Mario and Luigi for the or Superstar Saga for the Game Boy, then Partners in Time for the uh, for the normal DS, to Bowser's Inside Story, to Dream Team, and now Paper Jam. So you're kind of a Mario fanboy. Uh, tell me how it stacks up to other Mario RPGs you played. It's actually pretty fun. There's a lot change, a lot of changes since Dream Team, though. Uh, good changes, bad changes. What do you like about it? Well, a lot of the changes are like interesting. I honestly, well, I like the fact of you don't have to do like fifteen different backtracks to complete one area. That's beneficial. So the to- uh, there's to, to anyone listening who actually plays these games. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little spoiling. The whole big thing is you have to do toad hunts. Toad hunts. Paper toads. Paper toads. Are, the toads are not brave whatsoever. So the ones that came from the paper universe that into the real one freak out and hide, and you have to go chase them down. <laughs> it's really annoying. <laughs> and they're two-dimensional, so what if they turn sideways? Well, you have Paper Mario with you, so he can do the same thing. Oh, there you go. So it's 3D Mario and Paper Mario hunting down toads. Yes. That sounds like... Well, they help you with progress with everything. Sounds like a really, really bad medication interaction. They No, the Paper Toads help with everything. How so? Uh, the only reason that... Um, so, one of the big things about the game was... The bros attacks. Mario and Luigi work together to attack things, right? Yeah. Well, Paper Mario can do a trio attack in which the three of them use some combination of their world and Paper World physics and logic to attack their enemies. It's really confusing sounding, but it's it, it just it's just so satisfying. 
<laughs> as satisfying as that ridiculous like Luigi tornado thing that you could do in the last game, the Dream Team. Well, that was in the Dream World where Luigi was God. <laughs> this one is okay. A giant hammer made out of cardboard. But you slam it down on all the enemies, and then you use them pressed on that piece of paper to just demolish them. <laughs> so, I mean, does one game where Luigi's actually a useful character actually make up for all the crap that he's gotten over the entire history of the game series? Oh, they still give it to him during that game, too. <laughs> Dream Team was when uh, Luigi slept through, like, half of the game, but he had to. <laughs> so here, this is all you're good for. Go to sleep. Well... That one was really confusing with everything, because it was, they had to go to the dream world, but Luigi is the only one capable of opening the portal. That would be relatively confusing. Which, Mario had to go into the dream world, so if Mario died, he was dead for good. And there was multiple instances where that almost happened. <laughs> Alright, so as far as Mario RPGs go, would you give this one a buy or a don't buy? I'd give this one a buy. Right on. Would you like wait for it to get a little cheaper or just get it right off the bat? Uh, 3DS games don't usually get cheaper. Uh, especially not Mario games. No. Those ones tend to stay up there price-wise a little bit. So oh, always. Moving away from... Actually, you know what? Let's not move away from Nintendo. Let's talk a little bit about Splatoon. Um, now you I love that game. <laughs> you have been trying to get me to play that game forever, and I finally played the uh, final boss. Uh, was it yesterday? I think, and it was actually kind of fun. It was fun in a really weird sort of Donkey Kong jumping over barrels and smashing with a hammer kind of fun. And that's that's like reaching way way back. I know, but but it felt like that. It was simple. Uh, it was silly. And it was just kind of mindless fun. Just really satisfying for some reason? Yes, kind of like vanilla ice cream. It's, it's nothing not special. To, but Not to mention all the puns that were thrown in. So many puns. <laughs> Best Nintendo game I've ever played. I, I gotta say, the, the multiplayer is actually pretty fun. I, I was kind of impressed with how much fun I had with the multiplayer. The multiplayer... Okay, you know how competitive I am. Ridiculously? Do you want to explain that to people who don't? <laughs> um, Anthony doesn't lose. That's about the only way you can sum it up into words. I do everything possible to win. I get super competitive. Like that time you tracked that guy's IP and went to his house, knocked on the door, and kicked him in the shin so you could win at Pokemon? I did not do that. You thought about you have it. no proof. I have, I have no proof. I have no proof. It's all speculation. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, but yes, very, very, very competitive. Yes. Was uh, um ranked mode? Yeah. Worse than any other game I've ever played when it comes to competitive aspect. People freak out or what? Uh, it's just more rage-inducing because you have to rely on your team a lot more. And there is no voice chat. 
that makes things infinitely more confusing. I mean, you have to basically expect that, that everybody else... Also, everyone does not speak English in that game because their servers are more wide open for everyone. So, so get... I, almost always, I fight against Japanese players because I'm in S rank, which is like the second highest. So you're saying that all Japanese players are good at video games? I've seen a lot in B's and C's. B's and A's, so not all of them. <laughs> but most. Also, A-rank American players play better than Japanese ones, or they have different styles that I'm not used to. There's that patriotism I was looking for. You won't wave a flag, but by God, you will give kudos to American gamers. <laughs> well, I either I don't know how to fight them properly because their play styles are not the same, or they're just better than the actual Japanese players I'm used to facing. Could be. It could be you just haven't been matched up with anybody that can challenge you yet. Well, the Japanese players... <laughs> Earlier today, I was playing it. I had to single-handedly fight off a team of four Japanese players, because the rest of my team was... I don't even know where they were. I think one of them was respawning, the other two were trying to charge up their abilities. So let's give some people a breakdown on, on if they're just getting into the multiplayer mode, which as long as this game has been out, there's no way they're just getting started. But in case they are... Uh, it's been out since May of 2015. Yeah, it's been out forever. But let's say, for the sake of argument, somebody picked up a used copy somewhere, they're just going to get into doing the, the online multiplayer mode. What is the best advice that you can give them? Move, focus on movement speed. A lot. <laughs> Just be able to get a, get away fast, huh? Uh, movement is way more important than anything else because uh, a lot of good you can do when you get taken when you get get her back. Back. You're real effective with that with that um full set of damage reductions that reduce probably around ten percent of damage when you get splatted in three shots that... or one shot. That would be highly frustrating. Highly damage frustrating. boosters and damage reduction, I think, are the most useless because of that. Well, that's a valid point. Right? I focus on movement speed rather than everything else, and you tried to fight me once. Hey, I got... How I got... was I to track down? <laughs> I, not. I, I always focus on movement speed. That's why I just hung back in the shadows and waited for you to attack one of my teammates and then came up from behind... Also playing Ark. Oh! I've been playing that a lot. Okay, this is what I wanted to talk about. So I was like being nice and talking about all this Nintendo. Actually, that's not true. I actually love Nintendo. But Ark, so excited Nintendo, about Ark. No one can, no one have or bad. No one can deny it. Nintendo has a place for everyone. That that is true. But I've got to tell you that my place right now is inside the world of Ark. So for those of you who know about Ark, I'm not going to get into it too much. Because you already know about it. But for those of you who may not, a brief little introduction into what it is. It's essentially a PC game that's being ported to the Xbox One. Uh, you can actually buy a preview to the game, can't you? It's for like, what, 35 bucks? Well, right now it's a preview because they're still porting it, but eventually it'll come out to be the full game. So if you pay the 35 now, do you get the full game once it's fully patched and updated? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So you're basically saving that's a bunch of money. for it. You're saving a bunch of money right off the bat, essentially. I think it's going to be that way no matter what. Well, here's where... this, you can get ahead. You can get, yeah, actually get a jump start on things. So, 
I've been trying to explain Ark to a lot of people, and, and I think the best I can explain it is a weird mosh of Turok the Dinosaur Hunter from Nintendo 64, Minecraft, and Grand Theft Auto. Mm, no. No, you don't think so? Not GTA. You don't have that much freedom with ridiculousness. There is a lot of freedom, though. So essentially, you wake up in your underwear... On an That's island. A lot of freedom. <laughs> I'm gonna go this way. What is that gigantic thing? Oh, it's a Tyrannosaurus. Never mind. Nope, 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 nope. That's when you take a ride on your dopelope. So. That's also why I focus on movement speed. I'm actually have a pulled up right here. My movement speed is currently 124%. <laughs> You've tamed a Velociraptor, so you can ride around on that faster. I still run faster. <laughs> so your special skill is running really, really fast. <laughs> hey, I don't die. And you do a lot of running in that game. So much running. So essentially, you wake up. You were talking about not enough freedom. How much more free can you get than waking up in your boxer shorts? So waking yeah, up... You look around. What is going on? Where am I? What's this? Ooh, what's that? <laughs> and everything wants to eat you, except for the dodos. Well, the dodos are dumb. So, they're awesome. They're good sources of food. They are. Um, So, essentially, you wake up on this island surrounded by dinosaurs, and your objective is to survive. Now, what I love about it is that there's a little bit of, like, Fallout 4 hardcore mode feel to it. You've got to eat, you've got to drink, and you've got to maintain your body temperature. That means that if you start to get uh, too cold, your hunger meter drops faster because you're burning energy to stay warm. You start to get too hot, your thirst meter drops faster because you're you're basically sweating out all your fluids. Right. Um, you've got a torpor meter, which is basically your consciousness level. So if you get hit, like another player hits you, or like another player hits you with a blunt weapon, dinosaurs ram into you. You fall or, off of something, or venom. If you get hit with venom of any type, uh, you can yeah, basically. Yeah, you remember our experience with the Titan boa? No, oh, Titan boa. It was horrible. It was so horrible. Uh, but essentially, you can be knocked Anyone unconscious. Anyone doesn't know history of creatures, Titan boas were snakes that made every other snake in existence look tiny. Oh, they're gigantic and highly aggressive. And really Star persistent. Sword, not aggressive. Yeah, well, aggressive if you shoot at it with a slingshot. I didn't even do that. It started chasing me first. I wasn't even doing anything to you. Why? That's exactly what happened. (laughs) I managed to hide in the straw hut for a little while. (coughs) Yeah, and then it broke it down. (laughs) Oh, that little piggy's house was made of straw. (laughs) At any rate, uh, you've got to survive. So you've got to do all these different things to make sure that you have food. So you can gather, uh, like primitive hunter-gathering societies. Uh, You can gather water and drink from uh, streams and rivers or, or the nearby sea, which I would advise lots of salt. Uh, you can uh, pick up thatch and berries from bushes. Uh, and then once you start to do all these different things, you get experience for basically doing everything. You start to remember how to build things. Uh, so one of the first things you remember how to build is, was it the, the stone pick? Pick or the hatchet and the pickaxe? Yeah, the hatchet and the pickaxe out of stone, um, which allow you to harvest wood and thatch from trees that you can use to build spears, uh, that you can harvest rock and flint so you can make um, arrows and arrowheads eventually. Uh, then eventually you can get to where you can learn how to build saddles so you can actually tame dinosaurs and use them to help you. Um, 
and in the higher levels, uh, you get clear up to where you can do things like <laughs> a Gatling gun mounted T-Rex saddle, I think, is one of them. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so it's fantastic. Now, just to give you a heads up, this isn't a game that you can sit down and play for like 15 minutes and go, oh, I got a lot done. No, 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 no. This game it is immense. It takes a long time to get anything done. Oh, a massive amount of time. As a matter of fact, we've been playing for weeks now, and I think we're still just working on the uh, on the shoreline of the island. I haven't even made it all the way around the island once, and that's after I've got rafts and all kinds of other stuff. So uh, super, super detailed, super, super uh, highly uh, organized in the way that specific actions yield specific results. Uh, I'm just super impressed. One of the, one of, well, my favorite thing about the game is you can tame stuff. Oh, yes, and we have tamed many things. Many things. Except for those uh, dolphin things. None of those yet. Yeah, I need to get one. <laughs> so, back to, back to Anthony being competitive. Anthony decides that he wants to tame this giant scorpion so he can ride on it. Aside from the fact that it's really cool to ride on a giant scorpion, uh, the venom from the sting can help you knock out dinosaurs to tame them faster instead of having to hit them with tranquilizer arrows. In the process of doing this, we're kind of floating around on this little raft that we've built up with a little hut built on it and all this, and uh, we're watching this T-Rex duke it out with a Bronto. And the Brontosauruses in this game, I mean, literally, I mean, they're they're gigantic. I mean, if you you're were about to... the size of its toenail. Yeah, you're about the size of its toenail. That's exactly correct. So the scope and the size of the dinosaurs in the game is insane. Um, it's about realistic to what it was in reality. Absolutely. And so we're watching this Bronto uh, fight a T Rex, and of course the T Rex kills it. Uh, and then the T Rex looks over at us, kind of sitting in the water, and we're like, <laughs> "Hey, look at that thing's looking at us." Oh, that thing's looking at Anthony. Anthony. Oh, it's running at us. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. it's swimming. <laughs> Use your, what did you tell it? No, that was a carnosaurus. <laughs> Use your little nubs. The funniest thing about a carnosaurus is they don't actually have hands in any way. They have, like, little stubs <laughs> of arms. So it just, like, kind of flails them and it runs. <laughs> they tried to swim. I don't understand how it was able to. It was not moving very fast. Not it, it was barely moving at all. I I could have swam faster than that, and humans can't swim in this game for some reason. Well, eventually it got bored and decided to go. Oh, humans can swim, just not very quickly right now. <laughs> and there's megalodons. Oh yes, the megalodons. Don't get me started. Didn't you fall off the raft under a couple of megalodons? No, the game glitched out. I was standing in the structure you built on it. Uh, the game started freaking out I because I was touching a wall. I was trying to cook some food. <laughs> I flew 50 feet up in the air for no reason. I glitched through the structure. <laughs> I fell down into the water about 50 feet. I look up to try to swim up to the surface. There are two megalodons above me. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's whatever prehistoric giant turtle thing above them that it was that they were eating. So explain to the people what the size and appearance of these megalodons is. Exactly the way you think they would look and exactly the size science has proved. So how about for people who have never heard of them? Have you never heard of them? 
Go to Google. <laughs> Go to Google it. So basically, Megadon was uh, Megalodon was the giant prehistoric ancestor of the Great White. So the uh, great, it can eat a Great White in one bite. Oh yeah, probably. oh yeah, one bite. And they're like weird, funky, like blue and green and yellow colors. And I found a black and yellow one too. The um, way the water looks, they blend into it, so you can't really see them unless you're good at noticing movement. Oh yeah, it's creepy, especially when they they creep up on you while you're on the raft and kind of bump into the raft while you're going. Or you just jump, or you lean into the water to look around, and then you see nothing but pure white with a little bit of movement. Good. And you know it's there. You just know. You just know it's there. <laughs> I found a solution for them attacking the raft, though. What? I built spike walls onto the front of it. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> they, they tend to hit it once and decide that that's not such a good idea anymore. Thankfully. Yeah, I would too. So so this T-Rex starts swimming after Anthony at one point. And I'm like, Anthony, hit it with the tranquilizer arrows. And how many did you shoot at that thing? Oh, I don't know. It was about 20, 30. <laughs> it just kept coming. And then the Megalodons showed up. Didn't the Megalodons eat it? Yeah, the Megalodons ate it. <laughs> he wasn't swimming very fast. No, and then the Megalodons decided, hey, look, free food. <laughs> Chomp. That's all it took. <laughs> Poor T-Rex, that tranquilizer darts were finally starting to get to it. It's like, I feel so sleepy. <laughs> and fish food. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, okay, so we're talking about the realism of the game. One of the things that I find to be incredible, too, is uh, the detail that they've done with the AI. So, rap... Huh? I can run faster than any carnivore that tries to eat us. Hey, how do you think we survived? <laughs> so... Because I can run fast, and I'm, I, for some reason, stuff wants to eat my face. I have a feeling that prehistoric human beings were much faster than we are now. <laughs> it's basically... Faster. Faster than a Velociraptor, which is known for being fast. Oh, well, you haven't seen some of the higher level ones that I've seen in the mountains. You just look at them and say, nope, and just turn around. Oh! Every time. Oh, I, I always have a safety backup plan. You see, what I do is I skirt cliff lines. That way when they come after me... You ever wonder why I carry so many parachutes? <laughs> I carry parachutes because I wander aimlessly and I usually fall. Aren't you glad I gave you that one earlier? <laughs> Deploy your <laughs> so so. I was running. I just thought it was just normal. Okay, everything's just going fine. Where's all the land? <laughs> That's fell, about how fast I run. It fell off a three hundred foot cliff and I'm screaming at the top of it. Use your chute. <laughs> I have it on a very inconvenient hotkey, too, so I have to hold the left bumper to activate it. Did your heart rate increase a little bit for a second there? No. Oh, man. The only thought that I was thinking was, no, 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 no! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but no, back to the, to the AI, though. When the raptors attack you, they'll send one of the smaller raptors out 
to kind of lure no, you in? No, they'll circle you one at a time. The yeah. lowest level one goes first to be a distraction. Exactly, and the other ones will come in behind you like real raptors were. And if you try to fight they, one head on... They, they, they circle you to yep. try to throw off your ability to keep track of them. Exactly. They, and they it, actually it, hunt you. It's not terrifying. It's more annoying than anything. The first time it happened to me it was at night and all I had was a torch and a club. It was terrifying. Really, I didn't wander that far. The only thing I had to deal with were Dilophosauri, which are the ones that spit venom. Yeah, what is it? Not really venom. It's, it's more like a some sort of like tar. Toxin. Toxin's more accurate. It blinds you temporarily, which is the worst part of it. It blinds and slows you, which, again, more annoying than painful. Very true. Very true. I still want to tame an army of compies. So do I. <laughs> hey, I was wondering if was the idea we do that. They're like land piranhas. They're so relentless. They're everywhere. So as we've mentioned with the bugginess and the glitchiness, um, the fact of the matter is is that this is still in, in demo porting mode. It's technically most of the full game, uh, but they're still working out a lot of patches as they bring it onto the Xbox One. Uh, probably one of the one of my least favorite features is that um, there are servers that you can log on to, uh, but and, and actually the servers. This is another thing I didn't mention. The servers can hold seventy people at a time, which is crazy. Uh, but most of those people have been on there for a long time. They're established. They've got gigantic fortresses and things. And uh, you run into a lot of griefers, kind of like you did with Minecraft on PC. Um, outside of that, you can actually host your own non-dedicated server. And that world exists on your, on your Xbox, and you can play in it. And other people can play in it, and their stuff will stay as long as you're online. Then once you log off, of course, they're forced to log off. Um, and they can't play again until you're playing again. So that part kind of sucks. Now, you can make a dedicated server of your own, but it requires an extra Xbox One, which most people aren't willing to do. But essentially what you can do, for example, if you had an Xbox One that had a busted optical drive, um, aside from calling Elite Gaming Gear so that we can fix your optical drive, uh, you could go ahead and download a copy of the game there, have it run a dedicated server, and that world would exist continuously uh, even after everybody else is logged off, which is actually what we're going to be doing with EGG. We're going to have the Elite Gaming Gear server. Uh, that's going to be kind of fantastic. So, got a chance to talk a little bit about some of the awesome stuff going on with Nintendo. Some things brand new, some things a little bit older. Talked a little bit about ARC. And now, because the bottom line is, gamers need to eat. Are you a gamer? Of course. I'm playing my 3DS right now. Yes, you are a gamer. I'm a gamer. Most of our listeners are gamers. If you're not a gamer... You will be one of us soon. Uh, so if you're not a gamer, then how did you hear of us? That's a really valid point. Maybe somebody was just really bored browsing iTunes, and they're like, hey, what's this? That's a cool logo. And they're like, oh, don't make me listen to all of these episodes. But that's just it. Once you open one, you have to listen to them all. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, sushi. Okay. What is the name of that sushi place here in Yakima? Obento Sushi House. Obento Sushi House. So, we want to send... Is it 11th? It's on 11th Street, over, between Summit View and Yakima Avenue, right? It's actually 11th Avenue. 11th Street is way on the other side of town. So it's 11... I don't know how streets work. 
<laughs> Avenue and you, you stand on them and you walk on them and you drive on them and you go. That's how streets work. <laughs> but no, I don't like the naming of them. Yeah, I don't I understand that. Well, I don't think you fully understand that either, do you? Let's not talk about my lack of coordination and sense of direction. No, like the naming of the streets. Oh no, like, here it's like really chaotic. Which one is Avenue? Why? Why? Because they said so, basically. Until they decide to change it, because that's something we're spending money on. Anyway, um, so it's on 11th Avenue between Yakima Avenue and Tyaton. Tyaton, right? Some of you. Oh, maybe it is between Yak. It is between Yakima Avenue and some of you on 11th Ave. It's Obento Sushi House, right? I want to make sure I get the name right. Place is amazing. I don't know about Sushi House. That's the part that's confusing me. Ah, well. Let me check real quick. For sure, it's called Obento. Uh, but the place is absolutely amazing. So I had a chance to oh, go... Oh, it's just Obento House. Oh, well, there you go. So I almost had it. So, North, so... 11th, uh, North 11th Avenue between Summerview and Yakima Avenue. So in your opinion, how does their sushi rank of all the places you've been? And you were like a sushi aficionado. I'm the only one... Bra I'm braver than you when it comes to trying it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I just don't like things to look at me while I eat them. It's eel. It doesn't <laughs> look at you. So greasy. I don't understand why you can't try the eel. It's actually the best on, of everything. It's so greasy. It's supposed to be. What? <laughs> hey, hey, spicy tuna roll, I'm down. California roll, I'm down. You know what? I'll even ooh do the rattlesnake next time we're in Trey Cities. But anyway, um, probably, not probably, definitely the best sushi in the Yakima Valley area. Would you agree? Would you agree with that assumption? Uh, try city. I would say it's better than the Osaka over at, um, over in, I don't remember which of the Tri-Cities it is. So would you say it's the best sushi for 80 miles? Yeah, I would. Yeah, easily. So if you're in the Yakima Valley area, check out Obento House Sushi. Amazing, amazing sushi. And if you're a gamer and you don't eat sushi, you have got to at least try the California rolls. It's so amazing. So amazing. It's the snow crab. It's real snow crab. Real snow crab instead of artificial crab meat garbage. Um, definitely worth trying out. So, uh, we've had a chance to talk about ARC, which is really all I wanted to do today. Uh, we've had a chance to talk about Splatoon. We had a chance to talk about, what is the, the Paper Jam, right? Super Mario Paper uh, Jam? Yeah. I still think Dream Team was more interesting. Ah. Do you think Dream Team is more interesting than Paper Jam? Oh, uh, definitely. Well, we will have to uh, wait till you get to the end of that game and see if it doesn't actually throw you some curveballs. In the meantime, uh, anything you plan on checking out at the theaters, Ants? Not anytime soon. The Forest. Eh, maybe. Maybe. Ah, well, I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, just as soon as I get through this gigantic stack of games that I still have yet to complete. It's it's a daunting task, really. They're just staring at me. So sad. So sad. <laughs> well, that about wraps it up for us. Uh, the, for Elite Gaming Gear, this is Lathan signing off. That's your cue, Ants. What cue? <laughs> Q-tip! That's what, Q. We're signing off. Okay. So this is Lathan. This is Ants.
Glad you remembered how to do that. Gear up! I don't. It's been a long time since I've done this. You don't even remember the gear up game on thing? No. Oh, that's tragic! Let's try it again. Gear up! Game on? <laughs> the eternal question. I don't know what I'm saying.